I once shared a drink with Uncle Cracker at the Animal Kingdom. I vaguely know this story. I feel like somewhere yep. along our travels, we've discussed your, this Uncle Cracker relationship. <laughs> I mean, it's my claim to fame. <laughs> of you that are joining us for the first time this is icon or wycon the show where we break down our favorite film universes one movie at a time and see which stand the test of time i am here my name is andrew david sotomayor and with me today as always the poe to my fin mr cj laroche Andrew. <laughs> that was vivacious. What a vivacious entrance. In honor of Craig Carton's return to WFAN. Very exciting he's moment a, for you. He's a sports radio host who's just gotten out of jail for wire fraud, and he's back on the radio. And that was actually his impression of another radio jockey, but I digress. Uh, I'm CJ LaRoche. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm fired up. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm all about that Last Jedi life today. Ah, oh, we are doing The Last Jedi. Me and CJ often off-panel fight about The Last Jedi. We've had this discussion several times. I feel like a lot of our friendship has been leading up to this moment. Finally, just hashing it out in an organized form and getting all ideas and putting it all out on the table. Because here is the thing about this movie. There has never been a more divisive film in the Star Wars franchise. There may have never been a more divisive film in the history of movies. Look at the Rotten Tomatoes, 92% from the critics, 42% from the fans. Isn't that crazy? It just, it splits the room. It totally splits the room. In honor of playing games virtually, it splits the room. You either love this movie or you're smart. That's not fair, man. That's not fair. You're right. That's totally unfair. You either love this movie or you actually like movies. Wow. All right. All right. Listen, this is already going to get hot, but like, let's use this. Let's use this. Let's the use this. Are off. Let's go. All right. I'm mad. I'm all mad right. as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going to start it with coming out, right? I'm going to come out to you, CJ. I'm not upset with this movie. I loved it the first time I saw it. I really, really liked it the second time I saw it. Uh, I did right, not. Right before this, right before recording this episode, I watched it a third time and and watching it after having gone through all the movies and digested them with you, I did have a difference of opinion than I did before. I did have a bit of a change of heart. But overwhelmingly at the end, I did have a positive experience watching this movie, but I can be present to the problems it causes. Yourself? It's a good movie. It's a fucking terrible Star Wars movie. It's a good movie. It's not episode eight that follows any episode seven. It's a good movie, but all of the good gets undone in the last 10 minutes. He is a hack. No, he's not. He's a great filmmaker. He's not a hack. He's great. But he came in hot saying, I am Ryan Johnson. I made Looper. Fun fact, the kid in Looper is actually the same kid in this movie. Really? The kid, the kid that like levitates that guy and like makes him bleed air blood. Yeah. That's the, the kid and that's the kid in the uh the Canto Bite. Oh, Broom Boy? Broom Boy. Oh, that's kid. sweet. Same kid. Uh he came in and he said, I'm gonna change everything. I'm gonna subvert your expectations. I'm gonna show you that there's a there's a different way to do Star Wars. Well, 
he had a responsibility and really the whole creative team had a responsibility to make a trilogy. Okay. JJ Abrams made episode seven. He wrote treatments for eight and nine. And then they gave Ryan Johnson complete creative control. And with that creative control, he said, F you, your Snoke theory sucks. I'm going to, it doesn't matter who's Ray, who Ray's parents are. It doesn't matter that Captain Phasma is, is a, is an important character. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's irresponsible and that's fucked up. And it actually is so disrespectful to the franchise, but it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. It's two and a half hours of twists and turns, and beautiful filmmaking, but it's a shitty Star Wars movie. See, and here's the first disagreement I have with you. I think it is rather interesting how fresh it is and what it does differently. There are some things that he does that don't make any sense. Uh, Poe toying with Hux at the top, like the the whole film starts with the joke about your mom. That's yeah, he silly. Was making, he, was, he thought he was making Iron Man 4 for a second. Yeah, that that's silly. Uh, I'm not sure how bombs fall in space. I don't know how that, that works. Okay, does anything make... Uh, I, I'm actually okay with that, Andrew. Does anything make sense in Star Wars? You know, does it have to make sense? Now, one theory that I saw, which is actually really interesting. So I'm holding up chapstick, mm-hmm. right? So like everybody knows what uh, a tube of chapstick looks like, right? Yeah. So the, the tube of chapstick is actually where all the bombs are held. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the rest of the ship sort of like forms around that, um, inspired by B-52 bombers, the cab with the gun the bombs start falling inside so maybe that that momentum falls out and makes them fall on the ship regardless i don't care irregardless i also don't care regardless webster's i think has made irregardless a word welcome to 2020 the bombs i'm okay with what i'm not okay with is two hours and 10 minutes of actually really really fresh like you said star wars but then he fucking undoes all of it. He builds up this whole thing of let the past die. Doesn't matter who Ray's parents are. Captain Phasma's a nobody. Uh, what else? Holdo is, is doing the right thing for the good of the rebellion. And then he just lets it all unravel. It, it, we don't let the past die. Luke comes back and is the legend of Luke Skywalker. Ray is like, I'm not going to join you, Kylo Ren. I'm not going to let the past die. Holdo is, is, it's okay that she doesn't want to be a hero until what does she do, Andrew? She plays the hero. He undoes it all in the last 20 minutes. That's funny that you think that. I don't think he undoes it. And I, was, I disagree. Yeah. And I'm going to close my computer now because we can't talk about this. This is America. You and I have differing opinions, so now we hate each other. Shortest episode ever. Fuck you. Bye. Bye. I'm joking. Everybody that's listening, that I'm kidding. Andrew, go ahead. Tell me All your right. opinion. So here's the thing. I actually love the last 20 minutes of it because there's a whole commitment to what you think you know, you do not know. What you think you believe, you do not believe, right? And there's that. He keeps, he keeps giving us these little nuggets. I see you, I see you rolling your eyes. Let me finish. He gives us these little nuggets throughout that say we develop these constructs, this baggage about the way things are, right? So you have Luke. Luke is like, no, the time for the Jedi is over and it's dead. And then Yoda comes to him and Yoda agrees with him. He's like, yeah, it is. But they have to grow beyond us. It has to be something else, right? That's true. 
Admiral Haldo. She's like, you can't just be the hero. It's not about being noticed, being a hero. It's about doing the smart thing as a leader. She makes the distinction between being a hero and a leader. Yes, she does in the end turn around the ship and fly it through the thing, not because she wants to be seen as a hero, because she's being a leader, because she stayed on the ship to allow the pods to escape. So there was some last ditch effort to be had. She's a leader versus a hero. That's the thesis for that thing. So Ray, the whole thing is like, you have to let the past die, kill it if you have to. And that's true. What she's letting die with her decisions is what she gleaned from her force vision in the cave. And that is everything she seeks. It's what Maz Kanata said in the last movie. The things that you seek are already within you. And so she goes, she asks the force cave who her parents are. And then it's just multiples of her reflection. She is who she is and that's all she's got. And I actually love that. So what she does is she chooses to let that go. That's the past that she kills. This feeling that she's seeking for father figures from Luke, father figures from Han. She's seeking a place to belong in the rebellion. That's not it. So she lets that go and she makes her own path and chooses the rebellion. So I, I don't think, I see exactly what you're saying, but I don't think that he effectively refutes his thesis. He absolutely refutes his thesis. One of the last things that Luke Skywalker says is, after a whole movie mm. of telling us why the Jedi need to end, one of the very last lines that he says is, I will not be the last Jedi. Okay, that's fine. If he, was, if he didn't spend the whole movie telling us how the Jedi had to end, if Yoda didn't show up and be like, yeah, dude, those books are terrible. But what does Rey do? She takes the books. This is what I'm saying. It's kind of like, it's like 80%. He goes 80% and then in the last 20 minutes, he breaks hyperspace, okay? Because Holdo didn't need to stay on that ship. She could have just put a droid in there to do it, right? Also, hyperspace is broken. Hyperspace is broken in this movie. Hyperspace is broken. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. When you are a part of a shared universe, when you are a part of a trilogy, you have to honor everything else. And I think that his ego or whatever it was that was happening on that Tuesday when filming started or when he sat down to write this film wouldn't allow him to do that. He mm. wanted to make his mark, right? Or the producers were like, oh, just let him write it and we're too fucking lazy to worry about it. Right. And I'm trying desperately to have this conversation, not knowing what comes next. And that's trying, hard because I'm trying to put that all away. Right. Because, yeah. because we do know what comes next. Right. Like, let's say the last Jedi ended 20 minutes before it does. And we have all of these beats where, mm -hmm. where Kylo Ren is all of a sudden, like totally fucking enlightened. And he's like Skywalker, Snoke, Sith, Jedi, rebellion. It doesn't fucking matter. You and me, babe, let's go, right? Where Ray is like, I don't care who my parents are. It doesn't matter because the light is within me. Where Rose kills, does let's Finn die. Yeah. Right? I, I really think that when, when she hits Finn, that's when it all starts to unravel because I remember sitting in the theater the first time as Rose is driving her little, little skitter mm -hmm. or when Finn is driving the skitter and he's heading toward it and he's got this fucking determination on his face like you've never seen before. I remember that I really started to get excited. Yeah. Not like, not like oh, Finn is going to die. I hate that character. But no, oh my God, Finn is about to make the ultimate self-sacrifice. Yeah. This is amazing. Oh my God, this is such a great fucking movie. Blam. He undoes it. 
That so now Rose hitting Finn. I actually hate that, and it's I think terrible. it's I think it's silly. I think I think the whole kiss is silly. Uh, I think that what, what did she say? Um, that's not how we're going to do this by saving the things we're not that gonna, we love. We're not going to do this by destroying things that we hate. We're going to do it win by saving things that we love. Also, you and I are going to somehow beat the first order back to the base. Yeah, that's weird too. So like that that's a <laughs> that's a big problem, but I think there were bigger problems earlier. As much as I want to rep the movie, uh the Canto Bite storyline doesn't have to be as long as it is. It doesn't have to be all. as long as it is, Andrew, and it doesn't need to exist. This is another problem I have with this filmmaker, okay? He used that whole section to say war is bad and society is the, to blame and they're gambling with our lives. Oh, look at me, metaphor, metaphor, met those weird looking fucking horse things. I've never seen something so out of place in a Star Wars movie. In a really? Star Wars movie. The Father's? Doesn't look anything like anything that I should see in Star Wars. It I doesn't. Know, man. I, I it's like wrong. It's wrong. I, it's wrong. I you can like them. You can like the message, but it doesn't need to be there. Why? Because in the end, it doesn't even fucking matter, right? So he's making he's making he's making two huge mistakes. One, it's too long and it doesn't pay off. Two, his attempt at saying, "Look, guys, the good guys lose just like they did in Empire." I'm a Star Wars filmmaker. Fuck off. See now, here's my thing about the Canto Bite sequence. I it's it, I think it's fascinating. First of all, that you're approaching this, uh, your analysis of the film is directly related to your opinion about his ego. I think that's really interesting. Uh, I have no other explanation for it. I because my, because you were he wasn't a team player. I don't or the producers again didn't say like you need to be a team player. If you took the last Jedi, I'm sorry to interrupt your thought. Don't lose it. If you took the last Jedi and put it on a plate and served it to me, not as Star Wars Episode Eight. But as Point Break, uh-huh. why Point Break? I don't know why Not Point really Break. Sure. Yeah, why that doesn't make break? any sense. But if you gave it to me as a standalone movie that is not ever going to have a sequel, doesn't have a beginning, doesn't have an end, I'm watching the, the beginning, middle, and end. Wow. Yeah. What a great film until the last 20 minutes. But what a great movie, right? Yeah. And, and so that's why I get so upset because I'm watching a, mov- a movie that exists inside of a trilogy that exists inside of a saga that is so far above it or below it. It's kind I feel like, I feel like it's an ego thing. I feel like he's saying, look at me guys, look at me. And that one meme that I'll never forget him holding up the card on the internet saying your Snoke theory sucks. He was saying, you guys have all these theories and you talk about all this stuff on the internet. Well, fuck you. I'm going to make something that isn't even remotely resembling anything that you think it is. Not for you, not for George, not for Mark Carey and Harrison, but for me. And that's where that opinion comes from. That's fascinating. So here's my thing. If we look at the whole, if we look at the sequel trilogy as a whole, what we Let's see not. is- <laughs> We have to. If we look at the sequel trilogy as a whole- what we see is a production team that really responds to viewer complaints, right? They read too many comment cards. So The Force Awakens comes out. It's shown a lot of love, but a lot of people complain, and we complained about it when we talked about it. A lot of people beat complain. Beat for Beat the same movie. It's Beat for Beat the same movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's A New Hope, and then it, it lifts some famous sequences from Empire Strikes Back and throws it in there. So it's like... There's nothing fresh about it. So their response to nothing fresh about it, they get Ryan Johnson, who 
he makes like a Star Wars Agatha Christie moment, right? Complete mm. with an overly long red herring sequence. Now I will agree with you, an overly long red herring sequence is not in the storytelling vocabulary of Star Wars. And that's why it sticks out too far because it doesn't do anything. And the payoff of it is that it doesn't pay off. And that fucks me up really bad. Uh, yeah. the char- and and it, it has too many reasons for reasons. So like what we learn from it is basically all we need to learn is that uh, Rose is naive and trusting. Uh, Rose and Finn are very committed to the rebellion. We learned that resistance, the resistance, resistance, it's different now. It becomes the rebellion again. So we also learn that the rich elite are playing both sides of the war because it suits them to play both sides of the war because they're making money. So we yep. learned that that the good and evil, the black and white, the thing that we knew is not there. So that all ties into the thesis of the, the whole good versus bad isn't it. It has to be new. We have to create something new that's in between, something that sure. resonates with where people are. So all of totally. that adds up. We also get in a little subplot about um, the elite sort of keeping people enslaved for their own entertainment. Yeah. We get that with the children that live in the stables. So we get this whole thing, how she says something like, I want to punch my fist through this I wish I could put my fist through this whole beautiful town. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I know some of her dialogue is not great. So, but we get, we learn all of these things from Canto Bite, but those five tenets from that sequence do not need to take 40 minutes. Also, it has sequences like, uh, DJ proves his worth to them by breaking them out of prison. So he yeah. was just staying in prison to wait yeah, for the opportunity there? to break why them out. There? It makes there no isn't sense. A, there isn't a thorough enough reason for it. Yeah. So, so what you have is an overly long. You, you see what I did there? Yeah. Thorough. Because he was he played the code breaker. Oh uh, yeah, he was codebreaker. Yeah, also the codebreaker, the only codebreaker in the galaxy who could do this, according to Maz Kanata. Yeah, so but, they do, so they don't get him. But you thank know. God, there's this other guy that can pick a lock. Yeah, so he could definitely break down first order tech. Sure, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's a, also it's a, why does the prison have a sewer, Andrew? Why does the prison have a fucking sewer? It's a really bad plan, and so the whole thing is is kind of poorly constructed. And apparently, yeah. in apparently in another draft, there was another side adventure there was always a side adventure in this slot for them because Mm. the whole the whole larger lesson is that being a hero is collaborating it's not just like going rogue all the time sure and and don't join the machine you know stay free yeah live exciting yeah so that's the whole thing but uh apparently the novelization the guy that wrote the novelization wanted to use the other encounter with the oh. code breaker as part of the novelization. And Ryan Johnson's oh, like, that, that's going to be too confusing. That's great. But, but yeah. there was a whole period where the other encounter, the original encounter that he wrote was preferred among some circles. But it is, mm. it, you can tell he didn't quite crack what this was and what this was supposed to be. And because of that, it's kind of bloated and it doesn't do anything. No, but annoy people. Yeah, it's, it's not. But it does give us some useful information that ties into the ending. But again, I agree with you that uh, it should have that level of storytelling should lead to a second self-sacrifice. So Holdo inspires the rebellion leading resistance. The resistance. Stop fucking correcting me. (laughs) Holdo inspires the resistance 
to self-sacrifice. And I think that would dramatically, if Rose wanted to save Finn, she would save him by sacrificing herself in his stead. Sure. You know, exactly. That. Because now that she's sacrificed him, sacrificing himself, everybody's fucked. You know, once once you have once you kill Phasma, Finn doesn't have a place in the story anymore. Finn's his journey whole, is complete. When his he kills whole Phasma. thing was Phasma. Yeah, like what, the first time we see his face, who's standing behind him? That Phasma. Was a, that was a mistake to kill Phasma, and it, no. she got Boba Fetted real hard. Going back to the first movie, Andrew, why is why does Finn fight that random ass stormtrooper with the lightsaber thing in The Force Awakens instead of Phasma? Yeah. You know, have him fight Phasma there. And then in the second movie, have him fight Phasma again. If you don't kill him on crate, him and Phasma ultimately have the third movie to do something. Yeah. But no, she's gone. Yeah. What a waste. She it's it's a waste. What now, a waste of money and time. Now, and Gwendolyn Christie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But she's money. Yeah. But here's the thing. There are some very positive things about this movie. No, this movie is great. This I, movie is as as a Star Wars movie. We haven't even gotten to my biggest gripe. I'm what's your biggest gripe? You. The assassination of Luke Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. No. Go for it. No. 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 60 seconds no. uninterrupted. Go. The last time that we saw Luke Skywalker, he was waving goodbye to Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Sorry. The last time we saw Luke Skywalker in episode six, he was looking at Ben and Yoda and Anakin. And he had just saved the universe. Doing what? Believing in the good in people. The next time we see Luke Skywalker is at the end of The Force Awakens. Okay. I'm a little, I'm a little upset that Luke Skywalker has left the galaxy to fend for itself because that's not in his character. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it, okay? And here's Luke Skywalker and he's standing on a cliff and here comes Ray and here's dad's lightsaber, okay? You can have Luke Skywalker, A, maybe think about killing his nephew for a second. I'm good with that. I'm fine because like even, you know, he 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 had to go to the dark side to beat Vader in Re- in Return of the Jedi, so so I could believe that there there is a reason for him wanting to like leave. But when Ray comes back and hands him his lightsaber, and he grabs it and throws it over his back, he didn't grab it and throw it over his back for anything having to do with the story. He grabbed it grabbed it and threw it off the cliff for a laugh. Okay, and for me, it got a groan even the first time that I watched this movie. But okay, I'm still here. I'm still believing why Luke Skywalker would cut himself off from the Force, okay? And then I find out that he did it. Oh, sorry, I find out later that he did it because he was going to kill his nephew and his nephew killed everybody else and he got upset and like, and like booked. And he left a map for himself, but he got upset and he booked, okay? I'm still good with, I'm still sort of good with all that, mm-hmm. but here comes Ray. Hey, bud, your sister sent me. Oh, my sister, that woman that I risked everything for going on to an evil empire's space station to save her. And I didn't even know her. And then I kind of had a boner for her. And then I found out that she was my sister. And the only reason that I fucking was like a little bit perturbed when I was sitting in the throne room of the two most evil men in the fucking universe is because he said he was going to hurt my sister. Okay, your sister needs you. 
all right, you know what? I, Leia was kind of being a little bitchy there at the end, so I, I really don't want to see her. And Han Solo is dead. Luke Skywalker doesn't fucking say, so what? Deal with it yourself. Luke Skywalker gets his fucking X-Wing out of the water and flies back and helps the fucking resistance. Okay? I gave you all of those reasons before about why I disagreed with the characterization. And I was like, I'm still here. But when you tell our favorite aging character that his one of our other favorite aging characters needs him and our other favorite aging character is dead, he doesn't just sit there. So at that point, I'm out. Interesting. I'm out, man. I'm out. Because why, why bring him back? If, you know? Bullshit. And then we get to the end of the movie and he's like, well, Yoda's here and Yoda made a joke and, and force ghosts can all of a sudden fucking summon lightning from the sky. Well, that would have been helpful during the first two Death Star battles. Or maybe we could have just fucking rammed one of those Mon Calamari hyperspace ships into it, but whatever. And then he comes back and at the end, he, 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 he force projects himself across the galaxy, right? And then dies. Come on, come on. This is Luke Skywalker. He inspired a generation of people to be more than they thought they could. And this is what you do to him? Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. I'm out. I feel like you have some feelings. Uh, I've got all the feelings. All the feelings. Here's my take on it. You ready? Mm -hmm. That reaction that you just had is the exact reason why he characterized him the way he did. It's because Uh. it was too illicit, that reaction. Don't groan. I didn't groan during your 60 seconds. Don't groan during mine. (laughs) It's contentious in here today. Everybody. It really is. It I really wanted is. to know that even though we're not in the same room, there is a thick tension brewing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're angry. So, like, here's the thing, though. To assume that because at one point in his life, Luke behaved this way, that when you meet him 20 years later, he should be behaving that way is folly in and of itself. To assume that all the experience he went through, all of his failures would not lead him down that path is foolishness. And so like to put the baggage we have of our understanding and our assimilation of what his character means onto what would have to be someone new because he's 20 years older, he went through some things and he made some very, very bold mistakes, completely let his whole family down, completely let the rebellion down. Everything he sacrificed for, everything his life was building up to, he thought he had crossed the finish line and that he was in the place where he was supposed to be. He finally found his sense of belonging. He finally found who he was. And he fucked it up for us to think that a character could go through that and not come back completely changed and altered. That's, that's ridiculous. So what he's created is a situation where he had the biggest, most significant failure of his life. And he is now broken and he is so broken that he retreats. He tries to pull a Yoda and exile himself, right? Cause he has done what his master before him did. He spotted his weakness, his failure, his inability to be what the rebellion needed, and he left. He removed himself from the conversation. Now, by removing himself from the conversation, he is just alone with his guilt. And being alone with his guilt on a place, a sacred place, has poisoned him. And he is just this fractured shell of a man. So yeah, he's completely left. He's cut himself off from the force. He is alone with these caretakers on a place that he seeks to abandon. And then a random woman comes up to him with something that is emblematic of his former life and tells him that his sister, who he, who he set on this path for, needs him. 
and that his friend is dead. These two pieces of evidence to that character that is that broken, whose mental health is completely shattered at this point, who has been living alone with his guilt, drinking green milk from a siren. This man does not take this news like we who know Luke from episode six take this news. We take this news as, well, you know, Luke Skywalker springs into action and saves the day. This broken man does not spring into action and save the day. He can't. He knows he can't. He has already seen the efforts of his failure. In fact, the situation that she's coming asking for his help with is a situation he created. He knows he has the data to prove that he will be ineffective once again. He says the Jedi's legacy is failure. This is what he believes. He tells us this is what he believes. It's who he is now. So I buy it. So I buy it. There's problems. There's problems with that. There's problems with that because you do not, I don't care how, how 20 years has, has affected you. I don't care if you had the 20 years that you and McGregor had between you and McGregor and Alec Guinness. I don't care. Luke Skywalker looked into the eyes of the most evil, deadly man in the fucking universe and said, there's good in you. I know there's good in you and I'm here to get it back. Okay. Luke Skywalker ignited his lightsaber above the, the, bed of his nephew for a moment yeah right and his nephew thought it was for longer than a moment right luke skywalker doesn't doesn't do doesn't do what he does next after that right but maybe he does but when she shows up and she says han is dead and here's why other men and women I, I don't fucking care, man. Like, I'm sorry. I did that. That's my pro- that's my bad. That's my problem. And I'm just going to sit here with it. Luke Skywalker doesn't. Luke Skywalker doesn't. And if you want to tell me that Luke Skywalker does, but then still force projects himself across the galaxy to make the ultimate sacrifice, that's where I lose it. Again, it's in that last 20-minute chunk where you've set me up, right? And I told you, I said, I can buy all of that. And, and the argument that you just made is very compelling. I'll buy that he doesn't want to, you know, it's, he's reminded about Han and Leia. But then he has to stay there, right? Then he doesn't, he can't come in in the end and like sacrifice himself because that Why doesn't, not? it doesn't, because it doesn't align with the character choices that you said that he's made. People if, change. If, if, you if, have to grow. You have Not to in grow. an afternoon. Not in an afternoon, man. Sorry, it, no. It is a very accelerated growth that he has. But the yeah, change no. of heart, the change of heart comes on fast and fierce. I will tell you this. Let's imagine we're in Empire Strikes Back, right? So like Yoda doesn't agree to join the fray. He doesn't say, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to join the fray. He's just like, I'll train Luke and you have to do this. And hopefully you will be the chosen one, right? 900 years old, you become, you join the fray. You would not. That's fair. But say, hypothetically speaking, Yoda does not join the fray. But I would bet money that if Qui-Gon Jinn force projects onto Yoda and he's like, yo, man, they just fucking need you right now. And like, I think you're processing this all wrong. And I, I think you need to respect the force and like do something a little bit more significant than just train a Padawan real quick. Yoda yeah, would I fucking force project himself over there. Yoda would do it. Yoda, I don't think Yoda has it in him, man, at that point in time. Well, it's it's not even about that. It's a matter of concept. Well, that's you're, that's what it's about. You're talking for me. about that's his physical fortitude. I'm talking about the concept of it. Well, I, I agree with you that he probably would if he could, but he couldn't, so he doesn't. But anyway, I want to get back to what you were talking about 
Luke talking about the like the Jedi's legacy is failure. Yeah. That's another huge misstep for me. In really, the, uh, you're in a sh- you're in a shared universe. But over a thousand generations, the Jedi's were guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. So a thousand generations, and you're going to hang fucking sixty years on them and say that their legacy is failure. They were a thousand generations. They protected people, man. So like they had a slip up for like 60 years and got wiped out. Fine. Your legacy is what you leave behind. Your legacy is what you leave behind. What they left behind was failure. At the height of their powers, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise and become the empire. They did. And then he says, and then he says, a Jedi master was responsible for the training and creation of Darth Vader. Yeah, that's your boy, Obi-Wan. Okay, that you're dissing here. Luke Skywalker doesn't do that. Luke Skywalker doesn't think that way. How many times have you marinated on an idea in your solitude so long that you've created a narrative around it? That's how people- Yeah, fine, but I'm not Luke Skywalker, bro. Like, I'm not showing up at Darth Vader's castle and being like, hey, dad, I think that uh, this was kind of all a mistake, so let's go play some cribbage. I don't have that in me, right? He's a human. He is is a a human. He's a hero. He's a hero, and he went on the hero's journey, which is an arc, an arc that doesn't exist in any of our characters in this movie except for Poe, okay? Yeah, that's and, true. And, 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 and is a disservice to the franchise. If, if, if Ryan Johnson were to finish the hat and say to Ray, Ray, I'm not coming, okay? Luke Skywalker says, Ray, I'm not coming. This is on you. I'm going to be Yoda. I'm not going to do this. Then I have a different opinion today. Interesting. But, but he doesn't finish it, bro. He's like the 2010 Giants, okay? They allowed Deshaun Jackson to score on the punt return. He's like the fucking 2016 Falcons. They're up 28 to three with four minutes to go in the third quarter and they lose the game, okay? That's what, he, that's what Ryan Johnson does in this movie. He does two hours and 10 minutes of great, new, fresh, unbelievable oh my god luke skywalker's a failure oh my god we really need to start examining our lives nope i'm not going to be the last jedi nope kids are playing with fucking toys at the end saying i would hug it luke skywalker first of all how do they hear about that fucking battle right away what, what were they watching fucking force youtube fuck off but what he doesn't he doesn't follow through he shrugs and fucking lets it and lets it all come back and we're right back where we started at the beginning of the movie at the end and that's why I hate this movie. We're not back where we started at the beginning of the movie. We're at absolutely all, back where I start, we where we started. We're not back bro. where we started. Absolutely we're back not. Where we started. No, we're back because, where we started. Because what we have done at the end Ray of this. Ray can movie, lift rocks. Ray can lift rocks. So she's fucking a Jedi now. Come on, man. No. Ray, the genesis of Ray's character has always been problematic. She's too good at things when she needs to be. It's Poe always, is the only arc in this movie. Poe is the only arc in this movie. Poe is the only one that grows and develops. Grows, nobody else grows or changes. Not even Luke. Not even Luke. No, Luke totally grows and changes. Luke's no, interaction. because the last 20 minutes don't count. The last 20 minutes don't count. The last 20 minutes absolutely count. They don't count because they've undone the first 210. They haven't done, undone the first 210. They're a development. No, nothing develops. It totally develops. How does nothing develop? So he's, he exiles himself. He says he doesn't want to. He trains her anyway. He's still afraid of the darkness. He's going to destroy the Jedi texts. And Yoda's like, it is time for the Jedi to end, you know, but there's also a sense of responsibility 
to the ones that grow beyond us. There's a responsibility you have as her master. And so what he does is he doesn't join the resistance. What he does is he buys them time to re-manifest. Yeah, thanks for telling us the plan, Luke. Nobody tells anybody the plan of this Nobody movie. Tells they don't, they don't, they don't, Nobody tells anybody the plan. It's a fucking narrative disaster. And he sh- and what does he do? The man who looked at Darth Vader and said, "Hey, most evil person of all time, I think there's good in you." Then he comes back and he's talking to his nephew, who he thinks he helped create, but he didn't. Yeah. It was all Emperor. Pa- oh nope, nope, not yet. They made that up later. It was all Snoke. Yeah, right. He comes back and he's like, "You're a little bitch, Kylo." Right. And, and, and oh, in the throne room, when we say kill the past, it's got to let it go. All these things. Right. What does Luke say? He practically fucking quotes Obi-Wan. If you strike me down in anger, I'll always be with you. If you strike me down, I shall become yeah. more powerful than he yeah, no, That's a, what I'm saying, Andrew. He, un, he, he undoes it all. He's telling us, guys, this is a new way to do it. This is a new Star Wars. These are new, fresh ideas. Come on. Come with me. Come on. Actually, just kidding. We're just going to do everything the same. And instead of saying to Kylo, like, dude, I'm so sorry that I ignited my life, Cyber. He's like, see you around, kid. Fuck off. How many fuck offs have I given in this episode? And I think the saddest thing about the see you around, kid, is that you won't. You won't. (laughs) You were gonna. But you weren't. You were gonna. Somebody wrote that down. One of 34 lies. Where you guys saw each other. Yeah, they were going to have another, they were, I'm sure they were going to have some sort of cathartic moment, you know, where they're really, really, truly great. And Andrew, that's, that's, that's why I get so mad. If, if this movie sucked and it did a bunch of stuff where it was like, oh my God, what is that? Oh, oh my God. Why is, why is Finn wearing a bra? Like, no, but it doesn't. It makes a lot of really excellent choices along the way. And then in the last, in the last 20 minutes, it fucking takes a big giant dump on it. Oh my God. So do you know, it's so fascinating that you're having this experience because I love the last 20 minutes of this movie. It's the middle that I like groan about. The middle, I'm like, I don't know, man. This is like a bad act too. But the last 20 minutes where we learn all of the final, the finalities of the lessons, because a lot of what they're saying, and he does this with the Jedi text too, that it's not the text. It's not the letter of the law that matters. It's the spirit of the law in which it was created when it was created. And so right now, these things we have. So fine, let the books burn. But we don't let the books burn. She takes them with her. She takes them with her, yeah. Because That's a she's, problem, bro. It's not a problem. That, and she's yes, created- it is. It's a problem. It's, it's like going out on the street and saying, I believe in national health care. Oh, wait. I have to pay for that? Oh, no, 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 no. National health care is socialism. It's the same thing. No, it does, it's, it's not. not it's, it's not following through. It is following through because the way you have to think about it is you have to think that if the sentiment is X, right? And the sentiment is Y. And basically what we're saying is that like X doesn't work and Y needs to be let go of. And so you have your hero, Luke, being like, Jedi's garbage, it's over. You have your villain, Kylo Ren, being like, you have to kill the past. You have to let it go. Everything. And the whole theme is like, let it go. Let it all go. It's all shit. It's all shit. And then you have Yoda being like, create something new. That's really what it is. It's not the light. It's not the dark. It's uh-huh. actually the combination of both. Totally. And, that's, and that's where I think the movie succeeds because that's what happens. So Luke no, is saying- That's not what happens. But listen, it's Luke is saying, happens. it's totally what happens. So Luke is like, oh my gosh. Living in exile was not the thing. So I have to do help 
in a certain way. I can't go be the hero that they need me to be, but I can be this that is helpful to them. Ray is like, you know what? I'm so obsessed with finding father figures, but I can't just like cut that obsession out and join the dark side. I personally, me, I am me and I have to manifest who I am and I choose this path and I'm going to take these Jedi texts to help me along that way and perhaps they will be helpful. Poe realizes, well, I can't just be a hot dog and be seen as a hero. He has the most obvious one. So I can't be a hot dog and be seen as a hero. I have to like be reasonable and sort of like look at the situation and evaluate people I trust. Yeah, be a leader. And what they're doing and be a leader, right? Finn does not really have the growth. No, no, but, no payoff. But Rose has a very nice journey. Yeah, okay. Because Rose's attitude is galvanized. But I think that all of these things, it's, it's leading us to a point where we have to have a union of our ideals rather than be one or the other because it is impossible to be one or the other forever. But a union can be cultivated. And that's what I think the movie sets out to do. And that's where I think it succeeds. It doesn't succeed because in those last 20 minutes, Andrew, it undoes all of that. And what I'm telling you- Except for Poe. What I'm telling you is Luke's decision completes the thesis. Ray's choice completes the thesis. If Luke's decision completed the thesis, he wouldn't have said, strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. He wouldn't have said, see around kid. Why not? Because he would have done something else to try to be helpful. To Kylo Ren. He was not, out of force juice. Not just. <laughs> he was out of force juice. He fucking dies two minutes later. Force juice was not a word I was expecting to hear. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. All right. We, this is, we, we have gotten too deep in this. We got to take a break. I'm sweating. <laughs> you know, Andrew, as much as doing these episodes takes away from my video game time, I do really enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking to you too, CJ. But you know what's missing? I wish there was a way for us to communicate with our 17 listeners. Oh, what if they were to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Icon or Ycon? That's a fantastic start. And you know what else they should do? They should take a minute to subscribe to us on all of their favorite podcast apps. Well, what are those iconic apps? I mean, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Amazon Music? Do they like bring it to your door? No, they do not. Oh, okay, good. Back to the show. And we are back. We're back, everybody. Uh, we've both taken some time. Yes. Calm, calm down a little. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. that I think these last 20, 20 minutes or so will will just be a gentler, kinder icon or icon. Yeah. You know what I think we should do? I think we should do an exercise, something that's really healing, something like, I don't know, answer a few ephemeral questions. Ephemeral questions with Andrew and CJ about the last Jedi. Oh, I lost it. About Was the that- last Jedi. About the last Jedi. That movie that sucks. <laughs> oh my God. Talk about movies that suck. <laughs> remember, when, remember when Cat's movie was going to be the scariest thing about 2020? Do you remember I miss that? those days. Yeah. There's a good four weeks when it was the scariest thing. When it was just the cats movie was the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to us. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. It's like 2017 and watching The Last Jedi all over again. Listen, you gotta stop. I like this movie. <laughs> what I know you do. What worked for you? Let's say something positive. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
Let me check my list here to see what worked for me. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I kid. I kid. Bullshit. Come on. I kid. Uh, you know. You know what? The um, <clears throat> Ray and Luke talking about the Force. That was a very cool sequence. You know, we're talking about the Force. It's not just lifting rocks. It's not just doing flips. You know, it's not. It's not a power. Lights. It's not a power. It's a force. You know, it, it, it binds us together. It's, it's the nature, it's, it's, it's life, it's death, it's light, it's dark. It's, it's, it's all the space the in between. That's what I exactly. like. Exactly. It's, it's uh, you know, watching the flowers grow, looking at the skulls and the skeletons. I think that, that that really worked for me because that was, you know, a really nice non-scientific explanation mm-hmm. of the midi-chlorine, of, of, of the force. So I really, really enjoyed that. And I also... Uh, you know, for a movie that has not a lot working for me, uh, Yoda being a little dick again. Uh, you know, Yoda going back to his uh, pre, you know, uh, talking to Obi-Wan in the cave in Empire, like when he was just like a mischievous little brat. Uh, I love that. <clears throat> um, yeah. And oh, also uh, so many practical sets yeah. in this film. You know, I think upwards of like 130 or something like that was what they said that they actually built for this uh, this thing. So so kudos, kudos to, to that. Uh, what worked for you, Andrew? Uh, larger franchise concept development. That they totally abandoned at the, at the end of the movie. They don't abandon it at the end of the movie, but they sure do fuck all with it in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. Well, we have so, to watch that one again, don't we? Yeah, that's going to be sad. So oh, uh, I'll just go through like uh, some of the quotables that I really responded to. Okay. Uh, I loved, and we can forgive ourselves for our opinions of the handling of them, but I love conceptually what they say. And uh, I'll stay quiet while you say them. I appreciate that. So uh, I love Kylo saying, let the past die, kill it if you have to. I think that's a fantastic sentiment. I love Luke. This is not going to end the way you think. I love Yoda. We are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. Uh, Leia, she was more interested in protecting the light than she was in seeming like a hero. Love that. Um, I can see how Rose is not fighting what we hate, saving what we love should fall into that category, but I didn't love it. No, I didn't love it. Like I love the other ones, but I did, I, I, I did love those other sentiments and, and what they do to uh, the franchise as a whole. And I loved the one I just talked about Luke saying when she says what she sees is light and dark. And Luke correcting her being like in between that. Right. That's the force. I love yeah, that. For sure. What did for not sure. work for you? Uh, well, keep it small. Cause we spent 50 minutes talking about that already. That's true. That's true. Um, Pick a good one. Yeah. I mean, what's really not working for me is the music outside. So I hope the folks at home are not uh, distracted by that, but it is, maybe it is a nice little uh, base under which my, um, my do not didn't work for me. I mean, there's so much, Andrew, <laughs> so much. Um, if you could call you know, it down into one concept, what would it be? It's not sticking the landing, mm-hmm. man. It's 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 undoing everything that you've talked about. You subverted our expectations, and then you like allowed them to come back. Everything at the end, you know. I, I'm okay that Snoke is a nobody, and that. We don't really get to know him. And then he just dies like he's just another baddie. Fine. 
Um, I, I guess what I would say here is is kind of a, a, a seven and eight didn't work for me is is just the misuse of Captain Phasma. Um, she's not in this movie. She's not until the end, you know. And then and then like I understand that that Finn and Rose are 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 there and they're like they've infiltrated the ship and we have to like make an example of them. But like I don't think that they needed to be brought down to the hangar to be executed by Phasma. I think that was just a reason to get her there. No, well, that was like you know. Kylo having to take people back to the ship to interrogate them. Only yeah, to, only for the interrogation to fail and him having to Jedi mind trick them. Like, yeah, that's uh, like, but I think because movie. Yeah, exactly. I think I think what I'll put here though is is is, is Captain Phasma and just the complete underusage and misusage, you know, and and how like when when Holdo breaks hyperspace and she's like like then she shows up she like walks through the fire. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, 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 oh. BB-8 piloting the ATST. Jesus Christ. What a fucking disaster. I, that didn't work for me either. Well, how is that even possible? I didn't know how that, that was a thing. I didn't, like, and like that the, was top, the top gets blown off, but, but he didn't. Well, no. Attack of the Clones taught us that the body controls the head. So The body controls the head. Here we are. Yeah. Um, is there anything that didn't work for you that you want to oh, soil I, your love letter to The Last Jedi with? Or? And I want to be clear, while I did love this movie, there's a lot that didn't work. I didn't go into it because I was busy like sharing my love in the face yeah. of the dark side. But yeah. like, sure. I, what didn't work for me is two things. I spoke a little bit about it before. The Canto Bite side story, too long. And, and the payoff of your story can't be that the story doesn't pay off. Do you know what I mean? If the payoff of your story is that the story doesn't pay off, there's no story, and I need you to do something different, a little bit more interesting, he's a better writer than that. Um, I think, and this one's hard because I know we want to pretend that we don't know what happens, but um, it picks up a couple of the balls that uh, Force Awakens does and then throws some new ones in the air that don't get even uh, addressed. And so, like, like... When Ray's closing the door on Kylo, she's closing herself off to him until she opens it back up in a bigger way in the next movie. Ray yeah. and Poe, they start flirting, so they're obviously going to be a thing until they're not. Finn yeah. seeing the Jedi text in the drawer was obviously supposed to be a thing, and then it's not. The introduction yeah. of Broomboy should be a thing. So I feel like a lot of our opinions about this movie were made even worse by the introduction of the new revised narrative goals in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. So, <clears throat> does this it's movie very... make your desert on top five? I have a feel. Can I? Should I guess? Can I guess? It's a no. yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's a hard no. Yeah, it's a hard no. It's a hard no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to watch this movie ever again. Uh, I hate it. It makes me mad. It makes my desert on top five. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. It's my favorite it's, Star Wars movie. How fucking disappointing is that? It's my favorite Star Wars movie. I love it. And you, I can't even. I love it. I just love it. Sense. You know why? Because sense. like, what's and it's so funny because we're watching the same movie, and we uh -huh. agree on a lot of things. But what you see mm -hmm. as a reversal, I see as the mm -hmm. final integration of the plot points. Complete abandonment. I, I don't think so because no, you say he's abandoning it, but if the thesis it. is that it has to be parts of both to make the pathway, that's what it does. It's parts of both. But what wins the pathway is the things that he said we shouldn't be worrying about anymore. Parts of them. No, all of it. <laughs> this is what it does. When I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. 
I won't be the last Jedi. Well, actually, you just spent two hours and ten minutes telling us how you would be. So, fuck off. He was wrong. Good and he knows Ryan wrong. Johnson was absolutely wrong. Luke You're was wrong. wrong. He knows he's wrong. I, I, I bought it. I bought it. I know, I, and I, I know and you And I buy it every time I see it. I really I know you do. Did. I, don't, I don't think less of you because of that. Are you sure? Because you I'm look positive. like you do. Yeah, no, no. I just haven't showered today. Just okay. haven't showered today. All right. Possible foreseeable plot holes. Wow. How many, I mean, how many do I get? How many do I get? Three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Uh, fuel? I know, right? Fuel. That that was there wasn't an issue until you said it was fuel. I know, and that's such a big plot point. Fuel and access to it. And They're running out. <laughs> running out. We've only got one jump left. You know. Meanwhile, like the Millennium Falcon, all over the world, all over the universe. It's never been an issue. You know, and like, and I'm watching the Mandalorian today and he's on a speeder, like going through Tatooine. And what am I thinking about Andrew? His fuel. Does he have enough gas? Yeah. Does he have no. enough gas? It's never been an issue. Yeah. No fuel. Um, Holdo's plan. Yeah. Now some would argue, well, we think that, you know, the, the first order is tracking us and we don't know how they're tracking us. So we must have a traitor on board. Mm. Well, you know, who's not a traitor? Poe. So when Poe starts threatening fucking mutiny, pull him aside and tell him the plan. It's, 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 that's bad writing is what that is. Uh, and I'll give you one more. Um, also, wait, that mutiny, we didn't even cover this in our recap. That mutiny really gets resolved quickly. Oh, absolutely it does. With no repercussions. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're no, still No, and good. how about when, like, when Poe fucking destroys half the fleet in the beginning of the movie and like Leia slaps him and demotes him? It's the like in real is, life, he'd be thrown in the brig. She slapped him. Like the oh, yeah. slap in the face. What is that foolishness? It's a slap in the face is what it is, Andrew. Oh, he said it. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give you one more plot hole. Uh, so we're on this low speed chase, right? <laughs> yeah. And the first order doesn't seem to have a fuel problem, right? So they're just moving along, moving along, and they're right behind them, right? Yeah. How? Why don't they just jump into hyperspace and come back on the other side. Earth, would they just follow them? Doesn't make any sense. And the they whole just, thing that and, and and the whole and that's like eighty percent of the fucking movie is oh, us just, is us just, just on this. Out, yeah, just chilling. I'm sorry if I've taken any viewers. I've got four more. If you no, don't no, have no, one. no. You actually haven't taken anything. Uh, any oh, of good. mine. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, because there's actually a lot of like there's so many bad plot inconsistencies in this movie. Um, as beautifully shot as it is, there's some really bad ones. The fuel one is a big one, though. I love that you brought that up because that fucked me up every time I watched it. I was like, I've never had to concern myself with fuel, and I just don't understand if they're afraid to go forward, why the Star Destroyer doesn't do something else then. Yeah. Like, it's like they're stuck on an Excite Bike Nintendo path. It yeah, only just go like forward. drop into hyperspace and come out on the other side. They're literally... Or like come out on the side of them and then just blow them out of the water. I, it, yeah. There are a million things they could have done to destroy and if they their can, ship. If they can stay behind them, why can't they cover their fighters, which is why they pull them back. Like, we can't cover you that far away. Well, it's like there's one ship left. Like, you don't need to cover us. We're good. It's a transport. It's not a fucking cruiser, you yeah. know, with guns on it. Like, ugh. Yeah, no, that, that whole thing, the fact that it's like, 
And that's why I think parts of the story really end up in a crash sort of cam Doctor Who Christmas special world where it's like, this is really cool if I'm watching this on the holidays, waiting for the next movie to drop. Yeah. You know, like the Canto Bite, if you release that as one episode, like Poe and, or like Finn and Rose go on an adventure. Yeah, Forces of Destiny, Star yeah. Wars, Forces of Destiny. And Do you know what like I mean? Like as a side five minute thing. thing. Admiral yeah. Holdo getting chased and running out of fuel. That's a side story. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, you can't, I don't want to think about fuel, But the man. fuel, I hate the fuel thing. Um, yeah. I hate the fuel thing. Uh, all of mine relate to the future and we're just going to go there. So like Leia, we have everything we need except for when we need to find our way to Exegol. We don't have yeah. everything we need. We don't uh, have that. Race force vision in the whole black significance. If I'm interpreting that vision, I'm going to say either she's a clone or I have everything I need right here, which is where the movie goes, which is, I think, what it's trying to tell us. Sure. And, and they really do fuck all with that. Mas Kanata, they FaceTime her. Who's holding the camera? Who's holding the camera? Does she have how, it on a selfie stick attached how is that to even, herself? How and why would that, she pick up? Why would she pick up she's if she's in the middle in of a, a fucking battle? battle. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like stuff like that doesn't really add yeah. up to me. There's problems. There's problems. No, they, they had they had Lupita on contract. So they, they had needed to put, to put her, her in. in. They needed yeah. to put her in. And she was going to get paid for that movie. Good for her. Yeah, she should. She's awesome, man. She should. She's a very interesting so... character too, and 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 just such a waste. Mas Kanata really deserved deserved better. Yeah. Uh, Finn yeah, deserves lot... better. Finn should have died or had more significant struggles with Captain Phasma. The only reason Finn doesn't die Andrew, is... nobody, they did not sit down and make a fucking It wasn't plan. mapped out. It wasn't mapped out, and it's they really hard. They had no idea what they were doing. Oh, maybe JJ had an idea of what was, they were doing, and then Ryan came in and said, fuck you, I don't care, I'm going to make my own movie because of his ego, maybe. So, I don't know. I keep do coming back to that. you know what's funny, though? You, you do keep coming back to that. It resonates with you, and I, I respect that. But here's the thing. I don't think that The Last Jedi is overtly disconnected from Force Awakens. I just think it's a, it's a, a hard left, you know? It's, it's a, a very, it's a U-turn. It's a very what it hard is. left. I, I think Rise- I just said it was a U-turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard left. I, I, think, I think Rise- So you're telling me it's a U-turn. Rise is the U-turn, man. Rise is fucking Thelma and Louise. Rise, Rise they, they fucking retcon the shit out of everything we know. Whereas Last, Last Jedi doesn't overtly retcon things. It just offers a different perspective. And in a, in a situation a where from a certain point of view is a crutch storytelling wise, I think it's cool that it offers a different perspective. Rise abandons them. And that makes me everything. sad, man. It really well, just the reason fucking, that it. But Andrew, the, and we'll get to this in the next one, I think a little bit more. The reason it abandons it is because it has to. Because mm. the last Jedi doesn't make any fucking sense. But here's in the, the thing. universe. You read uh not Duel of the Fates, what's it called? The Is Colin it? Trevolo script? Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not saying his last name right, but yeah, Trevor Duel of the Fates. Right. Duel of the Fates. Star Duel of Wars Fates. Episode 9, Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates successfully continues Last Jedi and ends Force Awakens. Sort of. It does a much better job than what we got. Sort of. Maybe that's our um, our bonus episode. 
on, on the Star the Wars. On I the, think that's worth it. Maybe we, I, yeah. yeah, maybe we figure that a, out. It's but. a great script. It's very cool. It's a lot. There's a lot of really interesting things that I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. And and again, my my distaste for the Last Jedi grew after I saw the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no absolutely. Well, yeah, because no the question. thing is, if 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 Finn is gonna live, Finn has to then what we have to level him up. Then he has to leave the Stormtrooper Rebellion. He has yeah. to like collect the stormtroopers that are disenfranchised and, and which is what happens in the in the in the, in the alternative script because writing because that's where the story goes because if you're not yeah. going to let himself sacrifice himself he's got to do something bigger. Yeah, I, I just I just when I watch the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. my distaste for the Last Jedi grows even more. Yeah, because they, they do things in that show, Andrew. They reference the books. They 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 introduced a character yesterday from the books from the aftermath novels and i said i know who that person is and then the show told me who the person was you understand they, they said put it in the hey, movie here's a character and they put, they put it, it in the movie in and you got movie. to put it in the movie ah put it in the movie special there award was. hit me well my special award is the arizona diamondback award <laughs> to Ryan Johnson and the creators of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. In the year 2001, the New York Yankees had won three championships in a row, and they had won four out of five. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks beat them in the World Series, effectively taking down the dynasty. Mm. The Last Jedi destroyed Star Wars as a <laughs> dynasty. In that, people stopped caring. And when I say people, I mean the real, not the real, I'm not going to say the real, the fans. The Star Wars fandom stopped caring about Star Wars because they looked at that and they took it personally. You know, they, they took all these new crazy ideas that weren't paid off personally. The Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Yankees, and people for a minute stopped caring about the Yankees, which was great for all of us bitter Met fans. But the Arizona Diamondback Award goes to The Last Jedi for taking down the dynasty. And now, know, for a, and now for a certain point of view, Andrew, <laughs> what is your special award? I'll get to that in a second. I just have to say, I feel like the Arizona Diamondback Award has to go to the one-two punch that was the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Well, no, here so if 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 more people in this that listen to this podcast were into sports, then I would have actually began with the 1970s New York Yankees. <laughs> right? Because there's the Los Angeles Dodgers who beat them in the 81 World Series and that was the that was the prequel trilogy. Gotcha. Yeah, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I actually should have given the prequel trilogy the Los Angeles Dodgers award because in 81 they beat the Yankees and we didn't hear from the Yankees again until 1995. Hilarious. All right. So my special award is the Ally McBeal Award. Ally McBeal made such a huge splash, showed us so many creative things, and then got to a point where we were introducing famous people into the main cast with nothing to do. This movie had so many recognizable people in the cast with little to nothing to do. Justin Theroux. Does Master Codebreaker have to be Justin Theroux? No, no. 
Not at all. It was actually supposed to look like an alien. Yeah. And apparently Justin was cast the day before. And they just put him in that. It makes costume. sense. I think I feel like this movie was written the day before Stop. shooting started. That is not nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Gareth Edwards, director of Rogue One. He's in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's in the um, trench. DJ. Benicio oh, del Toro as DJ. Surely he'll what? come back and be relevant. What a disaster. He's obviously the de facto Lando character. Surely. Yeah. This, oh, this, yeah no, surely sure. this relationship will change and, and be so, relevant to the final movie. An ethnic man who, you know, double crosses. That's he's a fantastic that's what, that's what actor. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. Oh, and, he's the best. And then they give him nothing to do. Yeah. You know, also, wait, Rose is surprised that he betrayed them. She's literally no one was. She was the only. She was the only one that surprised. You got him out of your jail cell. You don't know him. Yeah, no, he's recommended to you. What's he in there for? Yeah, Yeah. no, no. He has he has no business references. Yeah, sad, sad. So sad. All right, it's time. Is this film an icon or a Y-Con? It's a hard Y-Con. So hard no. Desert Island top five. Hard no Y-Con. I would say that for the first two hours and ten minutes, this movie is iconic. And then at the end, it just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if they were to, you know, somehow reference that 70s show Hardware Wars in the movie somehow, like if they were to have an iron or something that you thought was a shit. Oh, wait, they did. They did. They, they lifted that right out of that, that shit from the 70s. No, this movie is iconic. Why do I, because I'm never going to watch it again. I'm literally never going to watch it again when my kids want to watch it i'm going to make mom sit in on that one not doing it hard y con for all the reasons that i mentioned it broke star wars um hey andrew yes cj do you you think that star wars episode 8 the last jedi is an iconic film i do it's an icon for you i do it's an icon and i'll tell you why because in the history of the star wars franchise Hello? hello who is this How'd you get this number? <laughs> there is no other dick. film in the Star Wars universe. There's no other film in the Star Wars universe that gets people talking like this. And I think it makes it iconic. There is no other film. And granted, social media wasn't what it was when the other trilogies came out. But there is no other film that people have had such violent reactions to that an actress had to leave social media. Do you know what I mean? No. And can we thing, can we just talk about that for a second and say just how fucking unacceptable that is? That's fucking unacceptable. That's a that's a woman that did a brilliant job. She showed up. She, and she fucking did, did her terrific. job, and she yeah. was amazing. She and did her job it, amazingly well. People put their feelings about the movie and her character on her. On that and that's person, so that human not being, fair. That human who's not being. Real. She's not. She, that's a Rose Tico does not exist. No, and your that, feelings that, about the character are, have nothing to do with Kelly Tran. No, like that. No, no that was actually fucking horrible. Horrible and, and awful. And, and she's brilliant, and it's really oh, not fair. Okay. She did exactly what was asked of her. Well, beat for beat, and that's the punishment. Fuck yeah. off. No, no, yeah. no. That's actually horrible. I'm glad you brought that up. But um, I think for reasons like that, that this movie is iconic. It, it made a splash in a way. And there's something to the sentiment of if nobody's talking about you, you're not really doing anything significant. I guarantee you 20 years from now, when we talk about this trilogy, we will talk about how 
split down the middle the feelings were for Rise of Skywalker before we talk about how dis- or for Last Jedi. Sorry, oh my god! Go back. I really I did. I, I almost hung up. I, got I almost <laughs> hung up. I, I almost left like, the room. Yeah. I twenty years from now, when we talk about the sequel trilogy, what will dominate the conversation is how varied and complicated the feelings people had about this movie. Love it or hate it, Ryan Johnson effectively created something that looked beautiful, was well acted, had a thesis that it sought to pay off, and got people talking and got people excited and got people really demanding about what they wanted and got people clear about what they needed from a franchise that for the past 20 years had disappointed us, right? So at least you got us feeling things. And to be able to do that with a movie that was as good as Grease 2, I mean, really, he's just a brilliant genius filmmaker. Boy, he should be put up on a pedestal. They should have given him an award that wasn't just the special award. <laughs> it's it's pretty spectacular what he did. Um, more so than Force Awakens, which is ostensibly a rehash, and Rise of Skywalker, which is yeah. So, like, I think... <laughs> I think because in the future we will look back on this and it's going to it's going to be more favorably reviewed much like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 everyone hated it for a long time and now we can like kind of appreciate that it's a gay camp classic. You it know? is a gay camp classic it's absolutely pretty, and I, I it still scared me. I yeah, was well, still scared it by it. It made a ton of money and then people yeah. it, it became popular to hate it. I think yeah. it's very popular to hate this movie and 20 yeah. years from now there's going to be people dressing up as Rose Tico at Comic-Con be like Rose justice for Rose it's already starting. Hashtag Justice for Rose. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, if, we, if we do have just, if we do get Justice for Rose, I will be very, very satisfied. Um, but this movie sucks. <laughs> That's fine. You know what's funny? This is going to be an interesting segue. I'm just going to throw at you. I actually love that you brought up baseball because I think our next few episodes uh, after we finish this Skywalker saga are going to be baseball related. We're going to make a baseball universe. Yeah, of our own. So we're going to oh violate God, our own yes. rules. We're going to violate our own rules. In the spirit of The Last Jedi. In the spirit of The Last Jedi, we're violating our own rules. Tear it apart. And we're making it up new. Yeah. But you know what we're going to do, Andrew? We're going to finish nine innings. We're going to finish nine innings. We're going to commit to baseball. Unlike Ryan was able to do. We may even even have some extra innings. Who knows? We may even have some extra. If the score is tied at the end of nine, we'll have to just keep going. Maybe some special guests. I love it. As the kids say, I'm here for it. (laughs) <laughs> amazing all right well i'm happy we got the last jedi out of our systems and we're still friends we did it i feel like this is a success uh for icon or icon i'm andrew david sotomayor i am cj laroche the last jedi is bad and we'll see you next time that's really fucked up that you did that to me <laughs> that's really fucked up that you did that to me.